what? Do you know what episode this is? 52, right? No, I know because we're going to do the golf thing. At 50. 51 was golf, which, which um, <laughs> was the, to JJ, was the hottest day on the golf course. Did y'all, <laughs> we, I had some people who watched the YouTube. First, they liked it, and they're like, hey, that wasn't too bad. They wanted to see every shot. I don't know what happened from hole three and four, but none of that video transferred over. I'm not the, I'm not the media producer, so. No, I, you transferred the videos. You know, I, so I started getting confused on what video is what. So I don't know. Uh, but the green, like we did a, you know, we shouldn't have done it on a time when the greens were punched because that kind of yes. yeah, yeah. took some of the fun out of it because we weren't really putting that. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, we'll do it again. We'll so, do it again. We'll definitely do it again. The and, um, I think we do it again in about two weeks because those greens, they should be close to back now. How, how do they look? Have you seen them? Uh, well, I went on the main course, and those were rolling pretty good. You could see a little bit of them, but they rolled good like a normal green. But okay. when we played, there was so much sand, and it was like fresh, you know, punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had to be a three, four days ago before when we played. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, the normal greens look look back to normal, but they always kind of do that fast five after like yes. you know. Okay, okay. So um, you know, a lot of stuff has happened in the golf world since we um had a podcast that was in studio or over Zoom. So you had the Northern Trust, you had the BMW, and then now the field is set for the tour championship. So just little, um, you know, background. So didn't watch the very end. Did Patrick Reed stick in that 30 spot? I think he did. Patrick Reed is 30th. Yes. Yeah, he but, but people are saying that they haven't said it was COVID, but when you're in the hospital with double pneumonia. And he has an ankle injury or something. He hurt his ankle before the Olympics. And then um, they said he was pulling out for the first part of the playoffs because of his ankle. But then... I saw on PGA Tour radio, he was in the hospital at Memorial Herman with double pneumonia. The only well, the first time that they call it, like usually they're calling pneumonia COVID. So now they're calling yeah, pneumonia? They, I don't know. To me, I mean, come on, man. Let, let's be I mean, Patrick Reed, he's not in the greatest, or it doesn't appear he's in the greatest shape. Well, maybe this is karma catching back up with them because it's happening at a terrible time. It is. It is. Ryder Cup. Playoffs, Tour Championship, and the Ryder Cup. Yes. There's no way you could pick him for the Ryder Cup. No, of course not. I mean, and he would have had to be a captain selection anyway. There's no way he gets picked. No way. Matter of fact. If he played and kept playing solid like he was, I mean, he probably would have been a pick because he does well in the Ryder Cup. So, And, And we'll do our Ryder Cup episode next week after the Tour Championship. But just to talk about it, I think Kisner gets that last spot that Patrick Reed would have got. I think Kisner. And he's good, too. I mean, he's a good match play player, won that World Golf Championship, and he's a great putter. Uh, I was listening to something about, like, you put him with, like, a Tony Finau, like, that long game with that putting, and they're beatable. And then here's a a weird one, and and we're going to – and, again, we'll save this, so we're just previewing it a bit now. Did you know that Kevin Na uh, changed his citizenship to try to qualify for the Ryder Cup this year? Wait, yeah, I remember hearing something, but he was a I, Korean, South Korean. Yeah, he's South Korean. He he wanted to play in the Red Cup. in L.A. Yeah, so. but but he's still you know South Korean. That's his um his citizenship. So he changed his citizenship this year. 
Where's make the, the right body? Body? And he's not going to make it. He's not going to make the team. That's what's sad. So he doesn't have dual citizenship. No, he he to make the Ryder Cup team, you had to get the green card and everything for How America. has he not played on a President's Cup team? That's what I wanted. I wanted the same thing. Why is he not on the President's Cup? I said the same thing. Huh. I said the exact same thing. So, so we'll research pretty, that before next week. It's pretty far to get to the, on the President's Cup side sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you have guys like um, who, who, who was on the Ryder Cup team or the President's Cup team like two years ago. I was like, how did he make the team? It was um, – <laughs> no, it, it was somewhat even worse than that. Well, they're not worse. They're good players, but you know what I'm saying. So, But we'll get into that here in a second. So, so, what happened, so now he's a dual citizen. Is he on both points lists for the president's company? Yes, basically. Yes. Yes, he's on both points lists. So well, he's uh, going to make some more teams. he would go with if he qualified for both? America. I mean, why not? I mean, he wants to okay. win. We win the President's Cup, though. He wants to be a part of that team, that underdog team that finally wins for the internationals. True, true, true. All right, so let's get into the BMW real quick. So BMW Championship ended yesterday. On Saturday, um, Bryson, you know, beating the hell out the course. Friday, beating the hell out the course. I mean, literally almost driving the green on par fours, um, making putts from 12, 15, 20 feet. He I mean, had putt from 12 feet until the last hole. That was an incredible day. Has a chance to shoot 59. Mm-hmm. Misses the birdie putt. And then goes into Saturday. Stays level. Cantley starts playing real well on Saturday. He only shot 63 on Friday. It was just yes. so They are tied. Going, um, they close out 21 under. And somehow, in Kentley hadn't even been in form. That's what's crazy. Like, he well, had not been playing yeah, good. His not in, he's so consistent. His not in form is still making cuts. and Keep solid. talking. My char- I'm just grabbing my charger before my computer dies. All right, go ahead. But, I mean, because I was listening to something about that, too, because people have been saying Kentley's been off. But they go back through his results. It's like, well, I mean, that's a good thing if 25th place is you're off. Like, you know. Fair. That's fair. He's just so overlooked. Uh, I mean, going back to – he's the you know, same grad, high school grad here, I believe, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, all those guys, and Xander Shoffley maybe. And people forget he was the number one ranked amateur in the world when he turned pro after their freshman year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better than Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. And he – you know, now he's starting to show it, but he had uh, some traumatic events. Like, uh, uh, you know, his his friend dying in front of his eyes, two steps yeah. out of the and then, you know, mentally that they say was the main thing that took a toll on him, which I could imagine. And then oh, I could imagine too. Yeah. injuries too, but it took him a little longer to get on the scene. But he's salt I mean, and he's he's just one of those introverted type guys that's hard for fans to, you know, I guess root for. He, I mean, uh, he doesn't have any pre- I mean the word Yeah, he's yeah. just yeah, basic, you know, and yeah. uh but man, he's good. Like so- so you've got from the playoffs so far, you had Tony Finau break a five-year drought, win a playoff event. Patrick Cantley, when people assumed wasn't in form, but to your point, if you're top 20 in every event, are you really not in form or are you just a few shots here and there? I mean, he wasn't playing his best. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And then now you've got the tour championship where – 30 guys made it, and I'm just going to say all 30. 
So bear with me. And I'm going to say where they start, because for those of you who are new to this format that's been going on, I think it's the fourth year that they've had it. They start you with um, a score under par based on your current world golf ranking. Oh, I'm sorry, current season ranking. I'm sorry. How do you feel about that? Well, well, let me let me run it down first, and then we'll talk about like how we both feel about it. So you've got now because they give you so many points for a win. Patrick Cantley is ten under. He jumped from being the fortieth ranked person now being the number one person in FedEx Cup scoring. Yes, so he was a former. Yeah, so Patrick Cantley is now ten under going into the tour championship. Mm-hmm. Tony Finau is eight hundred going into the, and he was outside the top ten going into the tour championship. Bryson seven under. Rom, who has had the best year out of all these guys by far, he's got six, player of the year. I mean, yeah, he's six under. Cameron Smith, who has probably had other than Morikawa the one of the best years by far, he's five under. Then you have a group of Justin Thomas, Harris England. I mean, Harris English, Abraham Answer, Jordan Spieth, and Sam Burns. They're four under. You've got Morikawa, Sanjay I.M., Victor Hovland, Louis, Dustin Johnson. They're three under. Corey Connors, Hideki, Stuart Sink snuck in there with those early season wins because he's been playing terrible. But he won two two times in the early season. Neiman, he won later in the year, so he was able to sneak in. And then Scheffler, he's just been consistent. And then the guys at even par who have no chance to win because there's no way you're going to come back when you're already 10 shots down. Berger, Van Ruin, Garcia, Horschel, and the last man standing, Patrick Reed, which I don't even think he'll play because he's still dealing with the pneumonia. My boy Alex Norton, did you see him on uh, 18? He had like a five-footer to stay in the top 30. Oh, man. Yeah, he blew it. <laughs> I kind of put all the time where you decel and the, it yep. just cuts the face and you miss a left. I couldn't imagine the pressure, man, because, like, you know, this is millions upon millions of dollars. Like, to imagine me. the pressure of Bryson, six footer, six foot three inches to shoot 59. I think I don't know, man. Is, is it more pressure to win the tour championship or to shoot 59? Well, 59 is a lifetime cool. score. So the, Alex is, if money makes you more nervous, but Bryson's like your history. Eternity. Yeah, like your mm-hmm. legacy. Like, What's the lowest score ever? Jim Fear at 58? Jim Fear finally broke through and got a 58. And then there's a, there's a handful, six or so, 59. Yeah. Okay. You know the first person ever to shoot 59? No, who is it? This is trivia. Trivia time. Or 59, Al Gaberger. That's a good that's a good trivia question. Ooh, well, it was Memphis, and uh, so an instructor here in Houston I taught with played in that event and Damn. had a card, and he said that was one of the hardest – like that 59 is going to always be the best 59. So I think they might have the, the same dude there now. I okay. think in course, but uh, I forget the name, but it was one of the toughest courses on tour, par 72 and, and the longest course. And he shot, he said it was just unbelievable because even par was a score at that place. Nice, nice, nice. Now, now you pros the question before we started. How do I feel? I, I just think if you're, starting eight shots back on Thursday, unless the guys really blow up, 
I've never seen anyone come from the two under, one under, or even par guys. I've seen the three and four under sneak up there, but your winner is going to come from five under or above. That's just generally what it's been these last few years. But that's the benefit of playoffs. Unless you have a Tiger-like performance in, you know, at US Open 2000 where he won by like 16. Or but, but even still, Johnson, the playoffs last year, won an event by 11. But, uh, but even winning by 11, if Patrick Cantley just goes two over par, two under par, he wins the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like it, because well, he's so no, far down. But, but, but he's only 10 back. So if he were win outright by 11, he'd still be one ahead. But man, do you know how improbable that oh, is? Yeah, like? yeah, it's not likely. But who who's in the who's that even par? Who are the guys? So, so the, the even par guys are Berger, Van Ruin, Garcia, Horschel, and Reed. They none of them have a chance. Uh, Berger or Garcia, they they kind of seem to get really good at times and then not so good at times. So what what's the philosophy? Okay, so you're a high level player. You're eight shots back with two rounds to go. Are you shooting for a number or are you shooting for people ahead of you on the leaderboard? So ironically, in I like my last that uh, section of in at Memorial Park last week. So I shoot two under the first day. Ben Kern shoots eight under. So I'm six back, and I didn't really. I don't really think about anything. Like I just try to go play. I'm thinking about my game and like, you know, okay, I'm gonna hit it here. Like I try to go to the process. You know, I don't think about this, but I realized it. So. Like I birdie one, I uh, par two, but then I realized it on three. Like I was like, I was in a different mindset and I played really well. I just didn't make the putts on the back nine, but I was like, I got to shoot eight under to have a chance because Ben's been playing so well. Our section event two weeks prior, shoot 64 at Deerwood, which was a really tough setup. And he shoots 64. He's going to shoot something under par, but he could shoot. It's hard to back up a 64 like the next day. And I just started like swinging aggressively and I was confident and like, I was just trying to get to eight under. And I knew if I could get to eight under, it, it's not improbable for him to shoot even par. Cause I mean, at Deerwood, Carlos Sands shot 65, 75 or 76. You know, that happens all the time, but Ben is just playing so good. I'm like, if I can get to eight under, so that'd be six under the second round, I would have a chance. And what do you know, when I get in, I, I finish at six under. And they were at eight under. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, so, you, so you shoot for a number then. So you, well, you're saying so, no. yeah, because but is that kind of like I didn't go into the round. I I guess I did because Tori yeah, asked to. me when yeah. I because she doesn't know golf and like she thought like I had a chance to win, but in my head I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to play well because you know I'm just trying to prove to myself, build confidence that I'm playing well again. And yeah. uh, and I was like, you know, if I shoot something mid like mid sixties, I should have a chance. And I, I did that at golf club Houston that two tournaments ago. So yeah, maybe, and maybe that's why I thought of it too. Like when yeah. I was playing and, yeah. uh, but yeah, I was trying to get to eight, but really, I mean, I was, I still, which I think is a good thing. And that's just how I trained myself is to just like focus on the shot at hand. It sounds really cliche. And I battle not thinking about like the future. It's like everyday life, right? Like if you can stay in the present, you're not going to have as much anxiety because I've been working on yeah. that too. Um, yeah. And so I, I did a good job of that. I just, you know, I hit good putts and on that back nine, I only shot one under, but I had so many 10, 12, 15 footers and I just, you know, just a little off, but yeah, mm -hmm. I was trying to get to a number 
And that, that just kind of came upon when I was like at that 500 mark. I was like, I got three birdie holes ahead of me. Like I can get to that eight under and that's really probable he shoots even, you know? So I think, and I felt comfortable. I think everybody just has to find their way. You know, they probably have different approaches because usually I don't like picking a target score. I just like picking a mentality. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But then when I came down to it, I was like, get to eight, get to eight, because I knew I was playing good. And maybe that's why I didn't make the putts either. I was just trying a little too hard. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's a process. And all these guys, like most of them, except for a few newbies, have played at East Lake before. You know, so they're, they're going to be familiar with the course. They're going to know where to hit it, where to miss it. They're going to know where they can be aggressive, et cetera. That's so what's I'm looking hard for the young guys. And, you know, I never really – and you probably don't realize it either. I didn't realize it until I played a tour event. But, like, when I played the course, like, five, ten times, I, I'm, I'm, it's like my home course. Like, I know where to miss. I, I, I feel more free. But, like, these rookies, they get a practice round, you know, a couple practice rounds. But those other guys, I played here ten years in a row, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. They, they're so much more comfortable. Yep. Yep. So the, um, you know, what, one of the things that I would say, if I'm looking at the field, the way Finau got the, you know, proverbial monkey off his back, a guy like him being right there and Bryson being within three shots. How about, I, can we just talk about Bryson for a let's second? Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. So he works a lot on his mental game because one time he, came out with this issue. He had trained his brain too much with this like focus span type, like technology. Yeah. he was mentally exhausted, which I'm like, all, when you work on your mental game, you're trying to calm your mind. Like, I don't get what he's talking about, but I didn't really hear the full story either. But so when he had that six foot three inches for 59, I'm sorry, but he did. I don't believe he thought he was going to break two and a half balls from six feet. Up the hill. Agreed. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, he's smarter yeah. than that, and he has every ge geometrical reading right in front of him to know that. Um, just like in the playoff, he had a six-foot two-inch, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. The same thing. That's what happens under pressure. On the other side, though, in the on the in the um, the final in the Friday round, he missed it low side. In the playoff, well, he, missed no, he, a, he missed that high side. High side and then low side. Yeah. It was going to go right, but it was a left center. Pipe. Left side. Yep, yep, yep. And, yep. Uh, so he tugged it, and that's what happens. But then, And then he tugged it again because he saw, he even in the regulation 18th hole, he saw the line. like, And yep. he missed both of them left. So we need to text Como and say, you need to work on this guy's putting <laughs> under pressure because that's three putts that I watched that all missed left. Let's get away from his mental. I think, I think Bryson is a guy who is, this is going to sound bad. Don't bash me. He, he's a guy who's finally cool. And when you're finally cool, you are trying out all these different things to stay cool. Like the stuff that he's doing with, I like me with my gadgets. No, you're no, you're, you, you've, Look, when I say cool, I'm not talking about popular or anything like that. I'm talking about people are finally giving him the attention that I think he felt like he should have always had. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when that happens, not only do you get a brain break at times, but you're also trying all this BS, like um, his workout videos, his muscle milk, his, 
gaining weight, losing weight, his COVID answers, like all the random stuff that he's doing. And none of his answers ever (laughs) make sense. (laughs) Nothing. He's always asked backwards. That's what his old roommate said. Like, he's not a a scientist. He's just weird. He's a nice guy, but But, but everything. It doesn't work. But it's the first time that – and I, and I could and I could imagine I, I you know the first time that he's really just got the attention on him, and it's hard. It is hard probably in a position like him to be the first time to have this much of attention. And he's trying to prove because he's so outside the box, which I like that. I, he's always trying to find a way to get better. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's outside the box. Some people think it's crazy, but he's changed the game. He's changed the game. He's to change the game since Tiger. So yep. like. You've got to give it to him in that respect, but yeah, maybe that's maybe he feels that pressure over those winning putts or yeah. putts to prove himself because those those you know haters that he's why is he doing this? He's ruining himself. Like I mean, guys come to tournaments with Brooks Kepka shirts like verse Brett. like they, they're wearing brooks kepka by the way if you uh, yeah the tournament but brooks is one the, brooks is cool brooks won the battle of it's gotten cool. it's affected bryson yes look i'm telling you man when you when you can just walk out and be confident in yourself brooks is brooks doesn't give a i'm gonna cuss so i'm my not man. sure bryson is brooks does not give a fuck if he makes the cut or wins yeah bryson that dude is in his head like the whole time, and that's crazy because you can you can see it like yes, lead athletes yes. usually can't see that. Yes, you can see. That's, it. I guess what I'm getting at, like you can see it, like yes. it, it 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 plays a toll on them, and it does, it does. And so I, I, yeah. Now, now we'll, we'll wrap this one up because again, next week we'll break down what we saw in the Tour Championship. Also, get prepared for the Ryder Cup. And, and kind of talk through who we think should be the final four um, captain selections. Because right now, the top six is pretty well set. Um, Finau snuck his way into the with the win into the top six. So your top six already. Uh, I didn't hear you. Is Cantlay in top six? Yeah. He was already top six. So your top six are um, Spieth, Cantley, Shoffley, Brooks, Bryson, and now um, Finau. So those are pretty much set. And then there's the four captains picks that are kind of debatable at this point. So um, I'm gonna look more into that. Yeah, so we'll look that up as we go along. But you just recently played Memorial. You alluded to it when you talked about your event. Houston Open will be here in October, which we gotta take a day to go out there and just walk around. Well, I definitely you know? now that I've played it, I wanna go out it. Like I hope I can get another opportunity to play because that golf course is fun. And I, yeah. I I've heard I don't know what the negative remarks were, but like we had the rough grown up like they do because that's really the only course's defense. And the front nine is a little more narrow, you know. Okay. I like long par fives, but then the back nine gives you some risk reward, really good risk reward. Par five, gravel, par four, and the par threes are like wet. But first day, my only two bogeys were on the two par threes I was hitting the pitching wedge too because the greens are just like crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to hit it on like a 10-foot plateau and if you don't hit a perfect shot. But that's cool to me because you don't see that anymore. Everyone's – yes, Memorial made it really big and long, but yeah. they mixed in those like precision, really cool like pitching wedge holes, but it's hard to make par, you know? Okay, okay, okay. So what do you expect to see when the tour players get here? 
give people a little insight right now. What is the most difficult hole? What is the easiest hole on the course? So what I think is interesting, the easiest hole would probably, well, easiest hole. So it's hard to say. So I think they played number one. We, we played it all the way back as like a 530, 540 par five. Now that is a par four from 500. That's a tough hole. That is uh, a tough hole. Whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. Yeah, but number eight, it's 600. We played it all the way back at 625. And that's okay. a hard, just a hard first shot, a hard second shot. Just, uh, you know, it, I, I had to make a six-footer for par the first day. And then I was I had a 40-footer for very second day. So that's not an easy hole. I'm trying to think. There's, there's not really. That's what I liked about it. There's not an intimidating hole out there. Like it may be hard, like 470, but like you have some definite. Like it suited my eye at least. Like I didn't have a hole that I was like I just got to get through this hole. Yeah. You know, but you have to hit good shots Um, because yeah, there's not hazards everywhere, but the rough's thick and you got some trees. So if you hit in the rough, you can't punch out very easily. You know, because a five iron is going to give not enough loft and, you know, yeah. it's hard to control the spin. So, um, but I think the finish 16, seven, 15, 16, 17 are great holds. Nice. Nice. Okay. So we'll, we'll try to post up at one of those finishing holes and do some walking of the course when we get a chance to get out there. So before we wrap up anything you want to leave the people with, and I don't have my betting done right now because I'm waiting to see what they do with Patrick Reed's slot. Because so I would challenge everybody to try to be in the present in their day, like today in their life, everything you do, because <laughs> that's the hardest thing in the world to do. But if you can do it, it'll help your golf game because you won't no, worry about no. the result of your shot. You won't worry about the future. You you know, and then daily life, you won't have anxiety. Hopefully. And and from my um, fast five, um, I'm going to encourage people to figure out how to get off the tee on the first hole. First holes are my problem. I got to put my grip. I got to check yeah. the stance. I got to breathe. I got to swing smooth. When I play with someone, the first hole, I look like I've never picked up a golf club. But then after that, it's it's perfect. Like, it's not I, I've spoken about my freshman year driver yips. That first hole, I had that issue. Yeah. It was, I, I, I got to figure that out. out. He challenged me because I, I hated it so much. I would get to the first tee like five minutes ago. You're supposed to get there like 10 minutes. Ago. Yeah. And, uh, but then I, I yip it like out of bounds or whatever. Yeah. The day. He said, get I got to figure that out. Player. And then like, just look at the shot, breeze, get that breathing routine going. All of a sudden it became my best shot of the day. And if I could do that for every shot, but it's hard to stay in that. It is. It is. It is. Present state and, you know, focusing on what you need to do versus worrying about the, What's gonna? What could happen? And college football starts Saturday. OU plays Tulane. If the um, hurricane didn't mess up the stadium, they may move that game to Norman. So hey, um, they're playing at Tulane. It was at Tulane. Yeah, it was at Tulane. That's so. like at a home, right? Like a game like that. Yeah, but you know, it was. It, it's one of those games where you know they they exchange some money to have OU come to their um, place to for OU to beat them by seventy. So, you know, we, we, but but with the hurricane, you know, hopefully everything is well What's the preseason ranking? Who's won? Uh, we're, 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 we're three. Um, it's Bama, Clemson, OU. So, similar last 10 years. Yeah, basically. That's college football at its finest. So, that's been episode 52 of the Golf Performance Podcast. If you like what you heard, 
follow on Instagram at golf underscore pod. You can search on any of the platforms that have a podcast, Golf Performance Group and YouTube, the Golf Performance Group page. JJ, give your handle, sir. At JJ Wood Golf. And you can follow Golf Performance Group. Yes, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna do it for you. Our podcast is on the at Golf Performance Group on uh, YouTube. Yep, and um, you can follow me at LeBron Palmer. That is LeBron and Arnold Palmer combined. Um, That's been episode fifty-two. We're out.